welcome back to the Darting <laughs> Through the Faith podcast. I'm sorry, we just had like a cold, a hard break, no, but I realize we got to get this we show on go. the road. I'm, and uh, so here we are yeah. on the show. And it's on the road. Oh, yeah. We do have to get on the road because you literally have to get on I the road. I do have to get you on the road. You got stuff to do today. I know. I, just, <laughs> I, I do know that. I have driving different. to do. Yeah. Woo! Tell, tell the good people what you're driving about today, though, because the good people need to know what's the happening. The good people, yeah, they do need to know. So uh, we have a new seminarian intern that's mm-hmm. coming, you know, here shortly, right, mm-hmm. imminently. The weekend of, what is it, the 20, 20th, 21st, like sometime this weekend he'll mm-hmm. be moving in. So mm-hmm. I have to go down today to the seminary mm-hmm. because they have like kind of an afternoon of like, okay, here's the roles, the responsibility. This is the what's what of the internship. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and we get our picture taken. So that's cool. Nice. Everybody likes their picture taken. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I don't know. They had that last time. And when I was an intern, let's get a picture of the pastor with their intern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what they use this for. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What do they use it for? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe it'll go on the bulletin cover at some point, you know. Sure. Like, yeah. Just the two. <laughs> okay, that's weird. <laughs> but he's coming. We, he is yeah, coming. Right. Yes. His advent awaits. Some seminarian Christopher Busher. Christopher Busher. Yep. We shouldn't call him the new Alex Dugas, right? Correct. Yeah. Just putting that yeah. out there. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. But we are blessed to have two seminarian interns in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Going from a time where I don't know that we ever had any. Right. So, right. wow, what a gift. Yeah. I know part of it this year was there was so much change at the archdiocese that it was hard to find places for guys to go that the pastor wasn't going through so much change. And yeah. they said, hey, Wilson, <laughs> you're alive. You're alive. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. You just did this. Right. Yeah, so well, that's great. Good for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, we're we're blessed. <laughs> yeah. So pray for him. Mm-hmm. Pray for all of us, mm-hmm. and uh, we should pray to start this podcast. Sounds great. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for all that you do in our lives. We thank you for this great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, that always praises you for all eternity and intercedes on our behalf. We pray for all of those who are struggling in their faith, all those who are hopeless, that they may know that they have friends in the saints. They have people to walk alongside of them as they follow Jesus Christ. We entrust this time into your hands, into the hands of the Blessed Virgin Mary and our patron, Pope St. John Paul II, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The communion of saints. The communio. Whoa. And yeah, again, Tortum. just through that dart right in the right place, first time. Well, I mean, right where Blind squirrel right. finds a nut, Julia. That's what they <sighs> it's say. It's really just getting ridiculous how how accurate your aim is. Now, you're talking this up, and I'm sure I'm going to, like, hit something. Right? Yeah, like, watch one your of eyes. them cacti <laughs> is going to get poked. Yeah, that would make it even better. Okay. Well, this is great, this topic, Communion of Saints. Mm-hmm. and It's I, timely. I, why? Because we're in the best month of oh. Saints feast days in <laughs> August. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to take a sip of coffee now. That's fine. So this podcast is, you know, were we live when we were talking about all the different great saints in August? Oh, yeah. Okay. Every episode we've recorded in August so far. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me just add one more to the mix. Yeah, because do it. Friday is the feast day of St. John Eudes, oh. who had a great influence in establishing the feast of the Sacred Heart, but mo- probably more importantly, devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So August is devoted to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Which so. we asked that question not too long ago, and that is... The mm-hmm. correct answer. Did we mention, see, now, you're doing a great job talking about how all the great saints in the month of August. You really mm-hmm. are. So much so that I'm, like, really thinking about... Converting? Like, 
should I really consider a new month as the best month? Because there are a lot of great ones. Did we mention um, last Friday, Saint, when you were running through the Saints, Saint um, Jane, the Francis de Chantel? No. Because she, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Right? This woman, like. She did it all. She did it all. She was a baroness. Mm-hmm. A baroness. <laughs> she was married. She had kids. She had the family. She suffered a great loss in losing her husband and had friends with Francis de Sales. Mm-hmm. Grew in her Saints are life. friends. Saints yeah. are friends. We need them. That's yeah. why we need each other. To she grow. founded a religious community yeah. of the Sisters of the Visitation, which yeah. there's a convent of the Visitation up in Toledo. Mm. So, um, they're praying for all of the whole world. Mm. Um, yeah, the Visitation Sisters, one of the things I love about them is they were established because Jane Francis de Chantel and other people who wanted to join religious communities didn't think they were strong enough for these more intense. So they said their sacrifice will be to totally trust the Lord. Mm. Like, Oh man, there's place for everybody. There is. Yeah. It's beautiful. So anyway, I saw her on the calendar. I'm like, I don't know if he mentioned that one. That's another good one. Should I tell him? No, <laughs> I did, but it's good. It's I great celebrated one. mass. So I kind of knew, <laughs> no. you know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but it is okay. So it's timely because the- August is a great month of saints. Yes. Is it the best? We can debate. We can. Um, and I, and I assume we will continue to do so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this breaks down, of course, where, where are we at in the catechism? I guess we should start there. So we're in the first part in the creed. Mm-hmm. And you know that part in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the communion of saints, the mm-hmm. Holy Catholic Church, the communion mm-hmm. of saints. So we're reflecting upon the communion of saints, paragraphs mm-hmm. 946 all the way to 959. What do we mean by the communion of saints? Right. And this goes on to talk about how this term communion of saints has two closely linked meanings, communion in holy things mm-hmm. and among holy persons. And so these these two sections kind of break down those two, two different things. Right. It does a great job. Yeah. This catechism, you know, <laughs> the catechism. they did a good job doing that. I said that. that like, wow, I'm yeah. surprised that Surprise. the catechism did a great job describing this fundamental belief of the communion of saints. So anyway, way to go, catechism. Mm-hmm. You did it. Um, what is the church, if not the assembly of all the saints? This is quoting uh, something that is in paragraph 946. The communion of saints is the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to think about, and kind of traditionally we talk about this as the church triumphant, that's the church in heaven. Mm-hmm. The church um, suffering would be the church in purgatory, still members of the church, but still being transformed into mm-hmm. the likeness of Christ so mm-hmm. that they're ready to be members of the church triumphant. Mm-hmm. And you and I, and everybody listening, the church militant, right? We're fighting. Our swords out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Get our weaponry on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pour out your weapon. Right. Our rosaries. Right. <laughs> Since all the faithful form one body, the good of each is communicated to the others. That makes sense if we're one body. Yes. I heard a priest oftentimes says, you can go to hell all by yourself. Mm-hmm. To get to heaven, we need each other. Oh, gosh. Like that, that's so true, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no one person shows in the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. We, we need each other. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the good of the good benefits the whole. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about like, if I do this good thing, it benefits just me, Mm -hmm. but it actually benefits the entire church. And we, we see that, you know, in different ways and even our sins, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's sin. That's just a personal sin. No, all sin is communal. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And that's, that is mentioned in here Mm -hmm. in one teeny tiny sentence that would be easy to overlook, but that we shouldn't overlook reality. Um, The most important member of course, of this communion of saints is Christ since he is the head. Therefore the riches of Christ are communicated to all the members through the sacraments. As this church is governed by one in the same spirit, all the goods she has received necessarily become a common fund. Mm, Communism. (laughs) 
<laughs> we are getting a lot of comments in this room at this yeah. time. But it's not that, <laughs> right? Not that. Because it's not communism. It's actually, um, what would you call it? A monarchy, right? Because Christ is the head. Mm-hmm. He's the king. Mm-hmm. He distributes everything as he good well pleases. Mm-hmm. And a monarchy works perfectly well as long as your king is perfect. Right. Right. And yeah. so because our king in the church is perfect, he's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. So we give him everything and he deals with it as as he pleases. So that that's what it means that everything's held in common. It's not like I have to keep this gift for myself and just the benefit of those I care about. It's actually like, okay, all of this belongs to Christ. He's mm-hmm. the king and we'll let him deal with with all the spiritual goods that we have. Yeah, darn. I don't want to say this because it's really an argument in your favor about August saints, but speaking of great kings in this life and saints of August, yesterday's saint, Stephen mm-hmm. of Hungary. Stephen of Hungary. Darn it, yeah. another good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, He's feeding the hungry. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So Did you common- get that? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. That slipped right by me. It's all right. Wow. Thanks for spelling that out yeah, for me, yeah. I, I would have hated didn't. to miss that. Yeah, that would have been a travesty. Feeding the hungry. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. Okay, we have to move on. <laughs> so bad. Okay, it's so. time for dad jokes, Julia. As I look at your mug on the other table. That's right. In the running for the patron saint of dad jokes. I should. One second. <laughs> okay. This is so good that we're going to grab it. Okay, yeah. Right. We're also talking about saints, right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, right. And patron saints, you're right. Right. That's a more appropriate mug. Okay. Right. All right. Now we're moving on, finally, to the third paragraph in this section, 948. Again, what I said earlier, this communion of saints has two closely linked meanings, meanings, communion in holy things and among holy per- persons. And so the next few paragraphs talk about this communion in holy things and spiritual goods. So it breaks down what this is. Mm-hmm. What do we all hold together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which is really important because sometimes the Lord always, or the Lord always wants to unite us people, and the dev, devil always wants to divide. And we think, well, it, how we're divided, whether it's like you know some crazy things of like they're a conservative Catholic, or they're a liberal Catholic, or they're that parish and I'm this parish, or they're an Eastern Catholic and we're a Latin Catholic, right? And so the devil always wants to divide and separate and. It's so much more important to realize those things that we hold in common together mm-hmm. as, as a faith. And this is what draws us into one body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So so first, it, first thing is the communion in faith, mm-hmm. right? That the faith of the faithful is the faith of the church. Right. There's a lot of faith in one sentence there. The faith of the faithful is the faith of the church received from the apostles. Faith is a treasure of life which is enriched by being shared. Yeah. And you think about what is it? What is the, the, the longest thing that at Mass we all say together? It's the creed, mm-hmm. right? So the creed is longer than and with your spirit. Not that that means it's more important, but it's just mm-hmm. like this is the thing that we really dive into together, that together we recite as a statement of our faith, that we hold all of this together. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's why we say it. Well, there's a many reasons why we say it every Sunday, but mm-hmm. to, this reminder that what we share is this common deposit of faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the communion of the sacraments, right? The fruit of all the sacraments belongs to all the faithful. All the sacraments are sacred links united the faithful with one another and binding them to Jesus Christ, and above all, baptism, the gate by which we enter into the church. The communion of saints must be understood as the communion of the sacraments. Right. Okay. So what unites us? First, our baptism, mm-hmm. right, draws us together in him. 
And then, of course, because we share one body and one blood, mm-hmm. we have the same blood flowing through our mm-hmm. veins, the blood of Jesus Christ. And then, you know, sin, sin divides us. Mm-hmm. So reconciliation not only restores communion between us and God, but also restores communion between each other. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That's real good. Yeah. Mm. Moving on then, this communion of the spiritual things, spiritual goods, this communion of charisms is outlined in paragraph 951. Within the communion of the church, the Holy Spirit distributes special graces among the faithful of every rank for the building up of the church. Now to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So we're not given gifts just to go run and hide and say that good for me, I'm good, good luck on your own, but to be shared with the one body of Christ, yeah? And even for our own pride, right? So oftentimes, like that, that'll be one of the traps mm-hmm. that either maybe somebody's been given a gift of healing, right? Mm-hmm. And people experience, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical healing, it's like that's not for that person's own go- good, it's for the mm-hmm. good of the church. Mm-hmm. Somebody's a great preacher, a great teacher, that's mm-hmm. not for their own glorification, it's not for their own building up, but that's for the good, the good of the church. Mm-hmm. Somebody's incredibly generous. It's not so that we can say, oh my gosh, they're like Mother Teresa 2.0, but it's actually for the building up of the entire church and right. gathering Christ faithful to, to share in his goodness. Right, and you're, we're talking about like traps, you know, or like sneaky things, because that will be thing, you are given these gifts and then... then the, yeah, like to let it it, it can yeah. be disordered and but then be used right, right, and, and not for good. Yeah, and somebody's oh you're you're so good at that. We're so lucky to have you because mm-hmm. you do that, and you know, and people we can start to believe that even if it's not outrightly, but like that can mm-hmm. you know what they are lucky to have me. How about that? <laughs> and right. then you realize, wait a minute, that's a lie. Sure, we're all lucky to have Jesus Christ. That's right. Let's just turn to him. Ugh, yes, please. Okay. This next paragraph, 952, they had everything in common. Everything the true Christian has is to be regarded as a good possessed in common with everyone else. All Christians should be ready and eager to come to the help of the needy and of their neighbors in want. A Christian is a steward of the Lord's goods. This is really important, Mm -hmm. right? That it's not just, well, this is mine. I've earned it. I've Mm -hmm. worked hard for this. So I don't care if you need it. You can't have it To I'm just a steward. All of this has come from God. My gifts, my talents, my ability to work, my ability to earn an income, my ability to do all of this. It's I'm just a steward of what the Lord has given to me, right? Yeah. There was one time kind of recently, I was having a a conversation with a handful of people and, uh, and we were talking about like how, um, money gets used in the church, right? If, if it's used well and all of those mm-hmm. sorts of things and all of that. And the, the guy who's the, the head of his household, he says, like, you know, and how other people are concerned that it's not getting used well and all of this. And he goes, I don't know. I always figured it's more important for me to give it than what actually happens with it. Like it's more important for me to, to surrender it than what actually is done with it. And I thought, yeah, you want to, you want to place at the pulpit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> to which he very humbly said, no, thanks. Right. And also no, because yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> right, right. It was it was all all in jest. Right, right. But that's but so not true, right? That statement that was profoundly simple but insightful. Yeah, so true, so true. <sighs> right. Okay. And then communion in charity, which I, I just really especially loved this chapter. Um, in the sanctorum communio, how'd I do? Butchered it. No, that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Communion of saints. Okay. Right. Uh, so is that Latin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. It's something that's not English. I could tell you that. None of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. That's St. Paul. Mm. Good. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Mm. 
isn't that beautiful too? Mm-hmm. Continuing to quote scripture there. And I think we can get into that. There's a trap too we can get into with yeah. like comparisons or, um, you know, jealousy. Like somebody right. else has all these things or these gifts and I don't have it. So that makes me feel bad or I'm jealous or whatever that might be when no, if they have given a gift, then it's as much yours as right. it is theirs. Right. right? So, you know, the time I, I experienced that on like a, like we're all excited for the good that somebody else has done mm-hmm. was I got to go to the canonization mass of St. Junipero Serra, Juniper Serra, mm. you know, who was a great apostle to the Western United States established in California missions. And so he was canonized in Washington, DC. So I got to go to that mass and you think here are all of these people celebrating and rejoicing because of the good that the Lord has done in one of us. Mm. Like, like, man, that's the, we should always live this way because mm. we're all excited about what the Lord has done in somebody else. Mm. And, uh, and we realize like that's important for us because it actually shows us how to live and gives us strength and gives mm. us encouragement. So that was a time it's like, uh, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. 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 Love the canonization mass. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's a beautiful point too. Uh, yeah. And we are, we are, it's just that fine line of jealousy or comparisons or that yeah. gift should be my gift. I why can't yeah. I do that? So something must be I must be deficient if right. that's not. And even there's yeah. like a little trap I've found this myself is like in reading the lives of the saints, mm. right? Which is a beautiful thing. And I mm. I always encourage people to read the lives of the saints, but like this caution of like we can compare ourselves to the saints and like, oh my gosh, they could do so much and I'm so weak and blah, woe is me. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not healthy because I'm not called to be another St. John Vianney or another, you know, whatever saint it is. We're called to be the person the Lord created us to be. Um, so. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I it's like personal example. My little guy came home from school one day last year, so, you know, he would have been maybe four at this point mm-hmm. and was talking about how, and he wasn't like, um, he wasn't defeated or anything, but he was just telling me how somebody in his class drew a better picture than him. So-and-so drew a better picture than mine. And I said, great, good for so-and-so. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Did you tell them they did such a good job? Like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to feed this, this, <laughs> this, this pity party. Yeah. Of, oh, well, maybe you could do better or maybe it yeah. wasn't better. I'm sure yours was fine. I just admitted that. Yeah. It probably was better <laughs> and good for that person. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe they have other gifts, but anyway, right. from even the youngest of age, we get so competitive and jealous and um, just not recognizing right. who, who did God create you right. to be. Right. Um, and just be that person. Mm-hmm. Cause we all have our gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us at a very young age know every superhero that's ever been created <laughs> like your son. <laughs> It's true. I'm not sure if that's a gift, but um, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Charity does not insist on its own way. That's golden too. Yeah. Yeah. In this solidarity with all men, living or dead, which is founded on the communion of saints, the least of our acts done in charity redounds to the profit of all. Every sin harms this communion. So there's that one little tiny sentence that I said is in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah. So just remember that, like, true charity is not just self-sacrificing. It's or self, not sacrificing. It is self-sacrificing. It's not self-indulging. Oh, what's the word I'm looking at? I think that's anyway. uh, That'll work. It's not about you people. That's my point. It's not about us. About everybody. Okay. All right, and then we have the communion of the church of heaven and earth. So you were kind of giving us a, the communion right. of persons. Right, yeah? mm-hmm. Three states of the church. You already kind of... Yeah, the church militant, church triumphant, church suffering. Mm-hmm. So it describes the one in heaven as are in glory, contemplating in full light, God himself, triune in one, exactly as he is. Mm-hmm. That's a little reminder of what heaven actually is, right? Heaven is not the place where there's like, you know, endless 
games of football that happens or, you know, the perfect music that happens all the time, except there kind of is because we're singing his praises forever or whatever other kind of earthly indulgence that we think is heavenly. What is heaven is in glory, contemplating in full light God himself, triune in one, exactly as he is. So seeing God, mm-hmm. beholding God forever is heaven. Now you might think like that sounds like kind of a drag. Well, that might mean it's probably a little time to do a little bit of conversion. All right, if we think that is boring, being with God forever, that's what purgatory is for, right? If we die in his friendship, but we don't think God's enough, he's got to kind of like shed us of those things that we think like, oh, I need my pet if I'm in heaven. Like, no, you don't. Sorry, that's a that's a bit specific. Um, but um, <laughs> if we're in heaven, we don't need our animals, right? We have God himself. Mm-hmm. You know, Sniffles, that was our pug we had growing mm-hmm. up, who we love dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need her to be happy in heaven. Mm-hmm. Heck, you know, here's the radical mm-hmm. thing. We actually don't, like, if people that we care about are not there, in heaven we're perfectly content with that. Mm-hmm. Because, it's uh, like you said, it's we're attached to God and God alone. Mm-hmm. And, and his justice mm-hmm. and his mercy. So... And, and by the way, I, if that is like convicting us in our hearts, I would imagine that it probably should because <laughs> most of us, our lives here are a lives of, you know, lives that are meant to be purified and constantly converted sure. and transformed and made sure. new. And so if we're not like living in the heights of this eternal life yet and we're like, oh, hold on, but yeah. I really love my dog and I can't imagine my life without him or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's only like pointing out to the obvious that, yeah, the Lord has more work to do to transform us and right. purify us. Yeah. And I'm guilty as charged, of course, right? There are things mm-hmm. in this world that I am too attached to. And so I need the Lord to free me of those things, whether mm-hmm. it's this side of heaven, which he's he's doing a heck of a good job doing that. Mm-hmm. But if there's still some, uh, some tag-alongs that need to get left behind when I die, which could be soon. Um, I'm not saying I'm sick or anything. I'm just 33. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, this is the year that Jesus died. Sure. You know, I had this insight the other day. Jesus tells people, you do not know the day nor the hour that the Son of Man will come. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that you don't know the year. I, I'm shaking my head. I feel like I have to <laughs> tell people yeah. who are only listening to the audio <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great, great insight. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. We should move on. We should. But yeah. like, would you mind sharing like your example about attachments to things in your own life and that your vacation, what happened on your vacation with one such attachment and the Lord kind of shed you of that? I don't recall. It involved your rosary? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> even holy things we can have attachments yeah, to, right? right? So I was in Seattle. I was outside the cathedral in Seattle waiting for the place to be unlocked so that we could go in for mass. They were running just a smidge, minute or two behind. So there's a small group of us faithful. And this guy comes up to me and says, Father, I'm here for a conference or I think it was a conference. And uh, I left my rosary at home. Could I, could I, could I have yours or do you have one? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had one rosary and it was my favorite rosary. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Lord, really? <laughs> so I gave this guy my rosary. Uh, begrudgingly, mind you, with, uh, Lord, we're going to have a little chat about this, <laughs> which we did. And there was a gift shop in the cathedral so I could go get a rosary that, you know, um, was fine, right? Not, not uh, if I was designing a rosary, it would not be my ideal rosary. Um, but, you know, I could pray the rosary on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what's important. So I went the whole week using that kind of uh, substitute rosary, just kind of doing all that. And that was, I think, Wednesday morning that all shook out. And, uh, and then Sunday morning before Mass, I am 
um, I'm going to the bathroom before mass and I'm walking and this guy just like hunts me down. Father, father, father. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me use your rosary. But turns out I had mine all along. So you can have your rosary back, but I will keep praying for you. Cause that's what he said. Actually, he said, promise every time I use this rosary, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. That's a, mm-hmm. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, he keep praying for me. So mm-hmm. the Lord showed me an attachment to a holy thing, mm-hmm. took it away. And I threw a temper tantrum just like a child does. <laughs> And when I had calmed down and accepted it, the Lord said, okay, you can have it back. But uh-huh. it almost seemed like with this caveat, I might ask for it again. Mm-hmm. You better be ready. Mm-hmm. So, But mm-hmm. I normally keep a spare rosary on me at all mm-hmm. times for just such an occasion. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, um, yeah, so if people ask for two in a day, then <clears throat> there goes mine. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a beautiful example of like it's a, such a small thing, but how right. the Lord in His goodness is purifying us of all those small things here right. in this life, and He gives us the grace to do that here. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be in heaven with Him. He gives us the grace right. to be detached, to be purified, to do those things, and it's our job to cooperate with that grace. So mm-hmm. that's just thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for reminding yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then, continuing in nine fifty five, we're talking about the communion of persons. Um, so that the union of the wayfarers with the brethren who sleep in peace of Christ is in no way interrupted, but on the contrary, according to the constant faith of the church, this union is reinforced by an exchange of spiritual goods. Okay. So that's just saying that this life, whether we're here in this life living, whether we're in the in purgatory being purified in the next life, or we're with the Lord and his glory in heaven, like this, this we're always united. Like mm-hmm. it's not interrupted. We're always one right. body in Christ. Yeah? And it's because of the spiritual goods that we all share mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. namely Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 956 talks about the intercession of the saints, intercession of the saints, such a debated issue among Christians, like this reality. And I just love that it's one paragraph. Right, right. it's so simple. <laughs> it is really just so simple. Right, right. How long are we going to be? And it ends with the quotes, two just great quotes, St. Dominic, St. Therese of St. Mm-hmm. Dominic says, Do not weep, for I shall be more useful to you after my death, and I shall help you then more effectively than during my life. Mm-hmm. And then St. Therese, I want to spend my heaven in doing good on earth. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. And you even think about like the idea of a patron saint. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's take St. Bonaventure, for example. St. Bonaventure. Do you know what St. Bonaventure is the patron saint of? I do not. Bowel issues. Okay. Right? And you think, how does somebody get to be the patron saint of bowel issues? Just guess. Right? He probably suffered some himself. But do you think he actually still cares about people who struggle with IBS? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so if he, you know, he knows Mm -hmm. the frustrations that Mm -hmm. that could cause. Mm -hmm. And so now he's a great intercessor of Mm -hmm. all of those who might be struggling with said thing. Mm -hmm. So even, you think even like something like St. Brendan, the patron saint of sailors, Mm -hmm. right? He actually still, like, the saints in heaven don't lose their personality. They don't all of the sudden just become some whitewashed figure. Mm -hmm. Like, they sometimes look like statues, but they actually still have a personality. They still care right if somebody is a sailor they still care about those who are sailing Mm -hmm. if somebody you know struggles with ibs they Mm -hmm. still pray for those who struggle Mm -hmm. with something similar yeah it's just great like they still care yeah yeah so true i think about saint lucy painter saint of you know eyes and why right oh because hers were ripped out (laughs) right or saint monica the patron saint of those with wayward children Mm -hmm. like yeah 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 that stinks your child's going astray mine did too right Right. And so this, the sentence, uh, there's a sentence in this paragraph describing this for, um, they don't, they don't cease to intercede with the father for us as they proffer the merits, which they acquired on earth through the one meteor between God and men, Christ Jesus. So by their fraternal concern is our weakness greatly helped. Yes. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. They really care. They really do. And we're really weak. And so we, it's nice to have somebody who loves us, right? You think mm-hmm. about having a friend mm-hmm. who has experienced something similar that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the saints just on like spiritual steroids. Yeah. Perfected. Right. So it's not just that we look to the saints in communion as an example, although we do. Yeah. This is continuing in 957. We do look to them as examples who, who lived faithfully and cooperated with the graces the Lord gave them. Um, but exactly as a Christian communion among fellow pilgrims here brings us closer to Christ, we need each other in this life to bring us closer. So our communion with the saints joins us to Christ, from whom, as from its fountain and head, issues all grace in the life of the people of God itself. So just like we need each other here, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that we can all get to hell on our own, but we need each other to get to heaven. How much more true is that for our saints still living, mm-hmm. just not here in the flesh, but they're still living and still one in body union with, with us. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then communion with the dead, right? 958. That we actually, you know, sometimes we think people are dead, they're gone, they're, they're never here again, we're never going to see them again. But that's not really true because they're still part of the church, mm-hmm. the church suffering, or the church triumphant. Mm-hmm. So there's still this ability for us to help them, right? Charity, we can still pray for them, we can still have mass offered for them, um, we can do things that would um, merit an indulgence that we can say, hey, for my dead relatives, or something, something like that. And that goes right back, and it, it kind of references this in the second book of Maccabees, about it's it's uh, praiseworthy to, to pray for the dead. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we still have communion with them. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be close to your loved ones who have died. Go to Mass. Go to Mass. Yeah. Yeah, they're still living. Right. Right. Yeah, and certainly in Not need. Not like they're like asleep in the grave, still living, but their their souls are still yeah. alive. Right, right, right. And we can have, like, going back to, like, every we hold all this in good, so we're this church militant fighting mm-hmm. for ourselves here, but also fighting for those who right. can no longer fight for themselves, are just at the mm-hmm. mercy of God in our prayers for right. them. So, um, yes, pray for the dead. Okay. And then lastly, 959, in the one family of God, for if we continue to love one another and to join in praising the most holy trinity, all of us who are sons of God and form one family in Christ, we will be faithful to the deepest vocation of the church. Mm. One family of God. Mm. That's pleasant. That's real pleasant. Yeah. Such it's a, such a depth, such a beauty. Can you imagine your life without like your patrons or without and saints, no. your friends? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, before we got started, you were praying. Um, I don't think this was in the prayer that was live, but when we were praying before we went live about all of our different patrons mm-hmm. being here and interceding for us for this one. But even thinking about that, like there's four of us in this room right now. We all have different devotions to different patrons, but a lot of them, like even just thinking about that, but how much grander is that yeah. in all of us and all of our patrons praying mm-hmm. for us? Golly, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's better than we deserve too. <sighs> and I've been thinking about this a lot recently because um, so St. Thomas, the apostle is my confirmation mm-hmm. saint, but it was just like, my mom said, why don't you pick an apostle? And I said, okay, which one? What about Thomas? Okay, Thomas. Like mm-hmm. there was no thought, there was no mm-hmm. reflection, there was no real mm-hmm. discernment. It was just, mom suggested this and it was good enough. But Thomas has really been rather helpful to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like I deserve this cause I didn't really choose you, but mm-hmm. I guess the Lord did. So here we are. Uh, you're my confirmation saint forever. So he's actually been very, very helpful to mm-hmm. me. Um, especially in like, all right, show me Jesus, right? You spent all this time with him. And even we had, so yeah, maybe this is too much, but we had the, the gospel last week was about Jesus talking about division in the, you know, I'll set, you know, three against two and two against three. Mm-hmm. And I got to think about Thomas 
praying about, okay, Thomas, what did the, when Jesus says this, what's your reaction to this? Mm-hmm. And well, he's Thomas called Didymus, which means Thomas the twin. Where's Thomas's twin? Mm-hmm. Thomas and his twin get separated at some point. You know, like his twin, is his twin still back at home, wherever home was for him? And he's like, gosh, that brother of mine, he's gone, mm. right? He went and followed this crazy rabbi. And uh, and so maybe I think these words that Jesus says to Thomas, even like, I've come to cause division, instead of being like scandalized or something, oh, Jesus, division, he's just like, yeah, that's pretty much right. I miss my twin. I wish he was here, but... I'm not leaving you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Those are just like random thoughts on the way my patron saint in recent weeks has kind of mm-hmm. helped me see Jesus. I love that. Yeah. And that's just, that's a good reminder too for all of us about the the totality of our hearts that the Lord wants. Like mm-hmm. he wants it all. Like yeah. he wants it all. He doesn't want us to be divided. He wants it all. And he he's serious about that reality. Right. It's going to be difficult. The path is narrow. Few follow it. You that's know? the Sunday's gospel. Um, Hey, how about that? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, how like how how radical it is, and you are going to swim upstream, mm-hmm. and you're going to need friends who are trying to swim upstream with you if you're right. going to continue on the straight and narrow. Because yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that can be twisted the wrong way, mm-hmm. and a lot of things that can steer us and want us to jump back into the ship with the sinking ship. I'm saying a lot of things that make no yeah. sense. But. There's a lot of analogies going on there, but they're great. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Okay, patron saints, they're good. Get yourself one. Get yourself or a, lot. Or a family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just pick them all. Uh, I I was asking for a special blessing the other day from um, our new parochial vicar, Father Father Willig, and he asked who my patron saint was, and I went, oh, that's a difficult question. I have I don't have just one. I just said I'm a Carmelite, so pick one. Actually, that was Father Lindell when Father Lindell was here. Oh, I'm a Carmelite. Sure. Just any of them are fine. He had them all. So yeah, <laughs> <good>. yeah. <laughs> so. Um. <clears throat> Who's your confirmation saint? I took the name Christine, oh. and I don't know much about Saint Christine. I, she does exist, but I took it because my sponsor was my sister Krista, and it was kind of mm. her name. It Although now that I hat. think about it, Christine and Christ, little Christ, her, yeah. So, um, and there is a Saint Julia. Um, oh. She she was crucified for the Lord, a martyr for the Lord. Dang. So she's a great patron. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And then all the Carmelites there. Yeah, open. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, you got any place you want to go? No, I was perusing that before you got up here. There are so many good ones. So wherever. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot of good ones left. Oh, that's we already a, had we that already one, done, did that one. Yeah. Ooh. Life in Christ in the Imago Dei, the image of God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what paragraphs? 1691 to 1709. Life in Christ in the image of God. I imagine that's going to be like a general start to the uh, to the morality section. Okay. All right. Sounds awesome. Let's do that. And let's end this episode with some wisdom from St. Paul. This is the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 4, which is titled Unity in the Body of Christ. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. 
In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love.